welcome back to another episode of the Variant Cast. I'm joined here, as always, by Trent, uh, the man who makes the second or third best chocolate in his house. I'm sh- I'm sure, uh, maybe top four, gotta be at least. How you doing, Trent? Yep, just uh, doing good. Uh, probably third place after uh, both uh, my girlfriend and my dog. So. Oosh. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I, uh, so we, if you haven't clocked it by now, we're going to be talking about Wonka to start out. Uh, we got a few uh, random news bits, as always, as well as we're going to be going over uh, some surprising Rotter Tot results that have already come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got a no, negati- no negotiation recommendation. So if you're interested in hearing about what the episode's next episode might be about make sure to stick around for that but uh without further ado we got wonka which uh is a 2023 musical fantasy film directed by paul king mm-hmm. uh, i was tasked with watching this last week and i did indeed watch it uh you watched it a bit earlier so i'll let you go ahead and kind of start us off uh what were kind of your general thoughts on the film and uh where it hit where it missed and uh kind of where you feel on it yeah so uh i watched this movie when uh it hit theaters um saw it over uh saw it close to christmas time and uh thought it was thought it was really good i thought it was uh, a good movie to uh you know go see go see with your family and uh i thought that um i thought that it was directed really well and uh i, I don't think i don't think paul king could miss let's be honest yeah, no, Paul King definitely seems like one of those guys that uh, just has it figured out, uh, and he's just got this uh, genre figured out. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Simply, uh, simply yeah. put. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely got the, like, I I walked out of the theater and I was like, that that was almost like the exact same movie as Paddington because it's like it feel it feels very like similar in tone but also like like as the plot develops like it, it really does seem like it's just like it's it's just like almost it could fit into the Paddington world you know which i feel like all of, all of paul king's movies can <laughs> the paul the paul king verse uh, yeah. i thought about that while watching the movie i was like this tonally feels so similar to uh the Paddington films and like just the surrealism of the uh, world where it's like almost reality, but not quite. Uh, yeah. I think he absolutely nailed that. Uh, this film takes place in Europe. Uh, not anything that is not in a uh, real specified. Place. Yeah. Uh, just <laughs> Europe, just vaguely Europe. Uh, yeah. I picked up on that while watching, but did get it confirmed while looking it up. Uh, few other things i thought were notable uh the cinematography was done by uh i'll probably butcher the pronunciation but uh chung chung hoon uh he has done things like uh, zombie land last night in soho uh obi-wan and uh the uncharted movie so uh he's a guy that's been doing a lot of stuff recently and uh i just thought it was kind of uh something of note as uh the stuff was pretty impressive what was going yeah, on no, obviously yeah last night in soho edgar wright film so he's he's definitely getting in with these uh upper upper echelon guys directing yeah and i feel like it it really shows because uh it's 
like the movie has like a scale to it but also feels like it's very close like a very like close story with Willy Wonka in the the other characters in it yeah and music as well uh very good uh obviously you'd kind of expect that uh from a Wonka film there's always been like musical elements but um the songs were done by uh Joby Talbert uh obviously I'm just going through the Wikipedia here guys uh but he's done a lot of notable things uh the thing that stuck out to me is of his recent works he's done the Sing franchise uh which is like an illumination uh film series of just talking animals that sing uh and it's actually surprisingly a decent movie uh both sing one and sing two i think sing two is a bit better uh but it's you know the thing that makes those movies work is just how good the musical kind of stuff is so uh yeah. shout out shout out the boy joby out of the uk uh he's doing a good job they you know they put together a really nice crew on this and i think the cast did a really good job uh, with the roles that they were assigned and it's just a really well executed film. Yeah. And, uh, like a lot of people weren't expecting Timothy Chalamet to be able to like portray the kind of like whimsical version of Willy Wonka that, or, or I guess like people would thought that it was going to be like, a, like a more like serious movie, but I thought yeah, he did well with, I thought he did well with the role. Same with, uh, Hugh Grant. He did, he did. I thought he was good as like the short time that he was on screen as a Willy Wonka. And, um, I, I like the whole, like chalk, like the whole chocolate cartel thing. And, uh, and all of the owners of like the chocolate, uh, the chocolate companies and how they're, I, I guess we'll, we'll get into spoilers a little bit. So if you haven't seen Wonka, uh, go watch it, come back and, uh, We'll we'll go ahead and start spoilers, but uh, yeah, yeah. So the the three people who are like the heads of the companies of this European town, they they essentially like forbid him from selling chocolate and uh, try whatever they can to to like banish him from from uh, taking over all of their business because they know that secretly he, secretly he he has the best chocolate. Yeah, and what I like about uh paul king's films and he did help with the screenplay on this one is uh Mm -hmm. just like the the undertones uh a lot of people will just kind of watch this and just take it very surface level and the surface level stuff is very good uh but like the message that is underneath uh is i'm not gonna say it's like groundbreaking or anything Mm -hmm. it's just you know rich people doing rich things corrupt uh police like there's mature themes done in a very childish way uh to kind of i think partly to introduce kids to you know the fact that you know just because someone's in uniform doesn't mean they are uh trustworthy and you got a bunch of different factors that could go into that like they're it's you know keegan michael key just stuffing his face full of chocolate and progressively getting bigger and bigger throughout the movie thought that was a fun bit, even though I was hoping, you know, his character would get redeemed or <laughs> something. But no, yeah. he just kind of ended up being the worst the entire time. Yeah, he just he just kept going, and then uh, yeah, and then at the very end, he just shows up and he he's just like the biggest man ever. <laughs> so the the catalyst of this whole movie is obviously Wonka. Uh, he's living on a boat, 
making his chocolate. He's like, I'm going to go uh, and make chocolate in in the city like I had always told my mom that I would do. And I, I still didn't quite understand that. Uh, I think they're insinuating his mom is dead. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he hasn't like come to terms with it. Because like halfway through the movie, I was like, wait, his mom's still alive? I'm, I'm confused here. Uh, why'd she just dip? But it makes more sense when they show like the scene at the end of her like looking on and then disappearing. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, because they explained earlier that uh he, he just said that like she left i don't think they explicitly ever said that she that she died but um and then he says like this is like the only thing that i have of my mother but i hope that one day that she'll share my secret recipe that her, she'll somehow share her secret recipe with him and then that's i feel like he, did, he i feel like he figured out the secret recipe just kind of judging by things uh, yeah it seems like he has uh, but also he's just like pumping random chemicals into these chocolates. Yeah. So who knows if, if it's anything above board. So, uh, the, he makes it to this town looking for a place to stay. Uh, I think this is probably the most fun part of the movie is the, uh, he stays in this like boarding house slash hotel type thing and he doesn't have enough money to, uh, get a room so they offered the, him the entrepreneurial package because he talks about how he's going to be all successful and all that great stuff and it sounds like a solid deal they don't charge you for a room now but it, all they got to do is you got to pay for a room tomorrow and uh, yeah. go from there but you got to read the fine print uh, our boy Wonka unfortunately cannot read and the fine print basically says that they could charge you whatever they want for whatever they want and if you don't pay it uh, you then just become their slave uh, until you pay off whatever debt they made up for you. Uh, so they go which is virtually that. impossible because they never let you leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's they're giving you a wage for like washing uh, laundry, but the they charged him up like twenty thousand or something because uh, they charged like a few hundred for putting his feet by the fire. Anything that he did, they charged him for. And uh, he was set to spend 40, 50 years inside of this, uh, like, wash house. But obviously the, the boy Wonka had other ideas, starts selling candy on the side, uh, and kind of starts this, I think, the most fun part about the movie is kind of the sneaking around aspect. And uh, you get to see the teamwork between him and the other escapees from the wash house and mm-hmm. uh, how they kind of come together as a team it's this nice cute moment and uh, it all ends up looking like it's going to work out in the end, but you know, yeah. And, Dang and the, the, the little moments where he's like, where he's like, you never had chocolate before. Or like when he's like sitting on the bench and he's like pouring the hot chocolate and then it like freezes yeah. and as he picks it up and it's, and it's frozen. Uh, I, I feel like that's, that's all great stuff. Um, I did think did have another thought after the movie that like, you could watch the original like this puts like the original movie in like like different context because like right. you could you could see the original movie as like he's like making like these kids go through all of the, like the like the the trauma and in tribulations that he had to go through to like make his own chocolate factory you know so like he's he's like all right i'm gonna weed out the ones that's gonna that are gonna drown in the in the in the river gonna weed out the ones that that uh 
I guess he's the one that that uh, gave them like the the hover fly or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I just think it's something to think about. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie that budget of about 125 million. Uh, the classic thing everyone says is you got to double that uh, for marketing and all that great stuff, and it ended up doing about 540 million. Uh, so. Pretty big success. Uh, I don't know who was the production company for this one. Warner Bros. Warner yeah, Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Checks out. So, uh, it, I think that's that's probably the most interesting thing is what they do with this franchise going forward because obviously they have an affinity for it. They feel that there's something that could be gained with this franchise, and uh, they basically started out with like Wonka, uh, the origin. So. Now the yeah. question becomes, do they do a Wonka 2? Do they uh, try to keep moving with this and show his yeah. fall from from grace? Uh, maybe you get a you get a different director. They're like, uh, hey, we we exhausted our our Paul King and Wonka 2 will be directed by Christopher Nolan and will yeah. be a uh, Todd Phillips. Psychologi- yeah, <laughs> a psychological uh, descent into his madness and how he became a torturous uh, psychopath. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> I, I think that would be unironically fire. Uh, but I think what they'll likely take from it is that they want to continue to do things in this tone. Yeah. Uh, and if they do, I'm curious how many of these films Paul King uh, wants to make because he's obviously got Paddington 3 coming out. And I think at this point he's uh, pretty well known as the Paddington guy uh, that got Wonka and made made it work in that same style. So or I just don't know like if... the guy who makes good feel good stories, you know. And yeah. so wherever wherever he fits into wherever he fits into that, um, uh, like tackling something on a bigger scale. I guess I guess Wonka is kind of on a bigger scale than than. Uh, paddington but giving him something on the scale of like barbie or something like that where where like um i don't know like they're giving uh the director of marcel the shell like uh lilo and stitch something like that i think uh, i think that could that could work for paul king and uh, i'll tune into anything that he'll watch but since this is the variant cast we talk about comic book heroes a lot uh where where would you put him if you were gonna like give him full reign of a comic book character my first mm. thought is like a booster gold yeah uh, i know that's, there's that's... a bit more edge to booster gold but like i think i think paul could figure that out yeah you could do a booster i could see a booster gold or uh yeah i'd love to see him tackle something in the, in the dc he, even like even something like a crypto movie like i, I could see him doing and, and it being it being fire yeah no i don't know i i could definitely see that like with Superman in the movie, but like crypto yeah. kind of goes off and does his own thing. That would, yeah. that would be sick actually. <laughs> uh, and I think there is a real market for like the super pet, like franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm interested to see if maybe, um, James Gunn leans more into that. He seems like the type of guy that would, and I know he's been big on the crypto thing. Uh, he's yeah. big on the Cosmo thing. If you look yeah. at pretty much any of his stuff he's done in the MCU, there's always a, pet sidekick or same thing with peacemaker with eagly uh there's always some sort of animal uh in these james gunn projects uh, from rocket to 
whoever Cosmo, the Cosmo dog. Yeah. And I could, I could totally see like they're all, they're talking about like having different, different genres and different, different takes and like different directing styles. And uh, I think that he could, I think he would work great with like a, a street level, street level uh, hero, street level story. Yeah. Yeah. I think shout out Paul King. Uh, I think he's been one of the, the best director of the, I guess, 2010s, early 2020s. I think he's had pretty spotless track record, of course, with Paddington 1 and 2 being well-regarded as some of the best kids' movies of this era. And then I think Wonka uh, is, you know, I think it's got an 83 on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.2 on IMDb. Uh, For what people were expecting, and I think a lot of the dislike of this movie just comes from the lead which i don't quite understand uh the environment around uh timothy charlemagne so if someone could fill me in on that i'd appreciate it i don't understand what's so special about him that he gets talked about a lot uh but you know he's fine he's not good he's not that great he's not that bad Uh, i think he did a really good job in this movie so uh i'm excited to see on top of him being in a lot of well-known movies, I think that yeah. uh, he like in interviews, he comes across as like just being kind of like a, like somebody who you'd like be friends with. Like he just like, like he always talks about like, like pop culture and he always, ta- or he talks about like things that like, I don't know, like you don't really, I guess since he is kind of on the, on the younger side, like I like people feel like they could kind of like relate to him a little bit more, more than like, like, I don't know, like a, a Tom Holland or like a, I I saw him and there was an interview last night that was like him, Austin Butler, Florence Pugh and Zendaya. And like, they just seemed like they're all just like a group of, like a group of friends that were kind of just like hanging out and like, just like chatting and kind of like bullshitting with each other. So I don't know yeah i mean i wasn't even saying necessarily as like a negative i yeah, like yeah. i'm like oh what what do people see in this guy it's more like the the vitriol that came with him being cast as wonka yeah, yeah. I, I was just confused by uh yeah, yeah and it may just be like you said i think it probably just comes from jealousy because this dude's like one of the most thirsted after <laughs> like men on the planet so maybe it's that yeah because uh, i know pete davidson got a, a lot of that smoke as well where yeah. it's just like, like why, why do half these people even, like, how do you muster the strength to dislike these people? Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess I, I was just confused. I was like, is it really his like acting, or because he seems like he's yeah. pretty good as an actor, as a character actor, especially like, but you know, it's uh, back on back on kind of topic here. Uh, it there's a uh, poisoning of candy. Uh, that was interesting. Uh, I don't. I think he kind of stumbled upon like a miracle serum that just regrows <laughs> people's hair. Uh, so like I don't know if Keegan uh, saw that, but like maybe he could have got some hair on the head again. You know? Yeah, I mean, he could have had blue hair, but I mean it would have been hair. Yeah, you could have died. You could have died. It, it, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how and that works. Like. <laughs> And they're not like, it doesn't regrow. I'm sure you could shave it. Like, who cares if your eight-year-old daughter has a mustache? <laughs> I know, like, most eight-year-olds would be stoked to have a mustache. Yeah, it's facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, basically they, they poison it. 
Uh, and then they, you know, attempt to murder. There's a lot of attempted murder. A lot of attempted murder. Yeah. A surprising amount for a, a kid's thing. <laughs> but like I said, there's a surprising amount of mature themes with, uh, like, slave trade and uh, police corruption and a literal cartel. Uh, yeah. Real real interesting stuff going on here in the, the Wonkaverse. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think the one that stuck out to me the most is when they just blew up that boat, expecting him to be on it. Oh, yeah. Just like, <laughs> like okay. Yeah. And then uh, the dude, after every time, just being like, and then he died. <laughs> How did you feel about the uh, origin of the Oompa Loompas? I don't know if that, that was, that's like a, known thing i struggle to remember anything about the original I, Wonka movies. I think in the in the johnny depp version he like he like stumbled upon him when he was like 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 hacking his way through the forest in like a fly in a flashback um okay uh and and so i i don't know i i enjoyed it i thought that it was uh it was funny how uh there was like the original oompa loompa that had to go get him because uh he stole like the specific beans that he that he was watching but he was just like asleep i thought that was i thought that was funny um i thought i thought it was i thought it was fun how how many how many wonkas out of five um i'd give it uh four out of five willy wonkas yeah that's about where i'm at uh if you're creating it just as a a Wonka movie. I think I probably enjoy this one more than I enjoy any of them. Uh, yeah. The original one, uh, I'm kind of just on. I have like some nostalgia blinders for the Johnny Depp one, but I don't like love a lot of the scenes in that. Uh, and this one is a Paul King film, and uh, I like those. So I think this is my yeah. favorite so far. It'd probably be like four out of five or uh, three and a half out of five if I'm feeling if I'm feeling jealous of Timothy Charlemagne's uh, jawline that day, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I'd, I'd say that it's all, it's a great Wonka or like a great movie of that franchise as well. And uh, it does a good job of not feeling like it's going through a checklist of being like, here's how, here's how Willy Wonka got his iconic cane. Here's how Willy Wonka <laughs> got his hat. You know, like it, it, yeah. it really, it felt like it was like an organic story that didn't feel like it was trying to like fit too many things in, but at the same time fitting like a bunch of things and a bunch of references in that call back to the yeah. other movies. Yeah. No, no solo. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars story shenanigans going on. It's like, oh, you don't have a name. Looks at chocolate bar. Your name's Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wonka. <laughs> uh, dude could, can't read, which I found interesting. Yeah. Uh, because he can build like elaborate contraptions, which I, I guess doesn't go hand in hand with reading, but maybe a little weird. I don't, I don't know. Seems like. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's just a, a really good depiction of autism in uh, media right there. I think that that might be it. Um, but let's uh, go ahead and get on to the news here. Uh, sorry, there was no segue out of autism. There was just none, <laughs> none to be seen. Speaking of the spectrum, let's go ahead and get to the news <laughs> as we uh, are going to be going over some 
leaks and rumors and anything random that Trent wants to throw in there. But uh, where we left off last, uh, we were talking about some Daredevil, but we got some Tom Holland things, probably from that uh, interview that you were referring to. Uh, Tom Holland's box office bonus for Marvel was sent to British actor Tom Hollander by mistake. Uh, it was an astonishing amount of money, and it was way more money than I had ever seen. <laughs> so I don't know if this quote is from Tom Hollander or Tom Holland, uh, but I hope he got to keep some of it. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that Tom Holland would kind of throw him a bone and be like, oh, sorry for the inconvenience of you thinking that you had that much money for for one second. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure that he probably just gets paid more money than most people can imagine but oh definitely box office bonus for yeah. for what movie uh, it's an like end game i'm pretty sure say. right <laughs> i'm pretty yeah, sure geez. it's that end game but this this headline makes no sense to me because like how are they paying actors like how like do they have this like cash app that they just type in like the actor's name and send them oh here's your box office bonus how do you accidentally how do they even have Tom Hollander's like bank information? I think that he's just on a, like he's just on the Actors Guild. He's just on a spreadsheet. It's like Tom Holland, <laughs> and right underneath it, Tom Hollander, and they're just like accidentally right. co- copied right. and pasted, copied and pasted the wrong uh, <laughs> the wrong email. <laughs> Got to change my name to like you know like Brad Tom Pitts. Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brad bits and just like hope cross the fingers and hope uh then sony pictures is considering bringing toby and andrew back in spider-man 4 kevin feige wants the movie to be more grounded while sony wants it to be huge i guess that that checks out right yeah so sony yet again uh trying to force marvel to uh (laughs) <laughs> do, do, do something with their property that they don't want to do <laughs> um Why i don't know if you saw the report that said that andrew garfield was originally supposed to be in madam web and then uh they they changed it to be in no way home instead because they're like it probably fits better it probably fits better here but it's like <laughs> no like that's the only reason why i would have went and saw madam web was if andrew garfield was in it you know yeah yeah probably gonna watch Madam Web just because like I uh I'm hearing like a lot of funny stuff yeah and, what else are you uh, supposed to do on Valentine's Day you know right exactly <laughs> um then something I wonder with this is like why do they have to include the main like MCU Spider-Man like why can't we get like just some Tom Holland doing Tom Holland stuff for a little bit and you could do the team ups with Toby and Andrew like I want to see that but I also want to see just solo solo Tom Holland films yeah Yeah. street level like what what we've been promised for years uh, just actually getting that yeah and I would also love to see uh, Toby back as spider-man i think that's cool too so like i think there's a world you could do both like why'd you make a madam web movie in the first place why spend those millions of dollars doing that uh save it put it towards you know this project that you obviously want to do with the spider-verse uh 
and go with that. Have like Drake Bell. Actually, he might be problematic. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, definitely don't include him. <laughs> I, every other Spider-Man like, is fine. <laughs> every other Spider-Man, just not the Drake Bell one. Uh, but like, I'm trying to think of an actor spectacular Spider-Man live action. Um, I mean, you could even bring back like the old Japanese Spider-Man. Like that, that would be sick. Yeah, yeah, it would be sick. Uh, and do like that would be actually probably a I'm trying to I need a different director because I always just want to say that'd be a great James Gunn film of just like all the Spider-Man and you include like the Japanese Spider-Man but basically it's a Spider-Verse movie but in live action which kind of just sounds like a worse version of Spider-Verse so maybe I don't want that but yeah. I, there's just a lot of live action Spider-Man moments that like I'd love to see yeah uh, kind of redone or referenced I'm a yeah, you know, but at the same time, there's a fare. lot of street level moments that I feel like haven't even haven't even like began to be to be touched because Spider-Man's so uh, occupied with being in the Avengers, uh, being a protege to Tony Stark, dealing with the other Spider-verse. Spider-Man, be, being in Doctor Strange or being with Doctor Strange. So um, I feel like I feel like it took three movies to get to an origin to like the real origin story of the MCU Spider-Man. I feel like we just need, we, we just need a street level. Like we just need one, one street level Spider-Man movie that settles down that like, we need a movie like without Ned and without Ned and MJ, I feel like like a movie where he's kind of like on his own. And then like maybe at the end, he, like post credit scene he tries like he begins to try to like make make up with ned and or like try to like become friends with ned and mj you know but i feel like we yeah. need a movie where it's like just like you know him struggling 25 year old introduce the daily bugle and uh yeah i got a pitch right mm-hmm. and it's uh to release two spider-man fours in the same year you not only released the the Tom Holland Spider-Man 4, but you also released Spider-Man 4, the continuation uh, directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, and he's going to hate it, so you might have to find someone else because this idea is like the last thing I'd imagine Sam Raimi would want to do. Uh, but essentially, uh, I want to see the Goblin uh, doing something with the multiverse uh, and him be like, I saw, I saw different worlds. He's like doing all the crazy, like I saw different worlds. I need to see it again. He's in the lab, scientisting all it up. And uh, he does something that opens a wormhole between the amazing universe. And, you know, you get, that's when you get Garfield. Uh, they show us what has happened in those universes in the time since. Uh, we get a lot of closure on things. And then the two Spider-Men team up uh, to face the multiversal goblin uh, who's growing more and more powerful from this thing that he did. Uh, and they destroy him or they think they do. Uh, but he's actually just like floating in the multiverse, becoming even stronger. He's the main villain of Secret Wars. And uh, that's the setup. And then Madam Web shows up. And Sony's and then dreams Madam come Web shows up. <laughs> Sony's dreams come true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then El Mundo shows up. And, and so <laughs> Sony's wallet is confused. Yeah, uh, but we we talked uh, 
while back on this uh, after the success of Barbie, just kind of talking about, you know, what's next uh, for Mattel or Hasbro or any of these other companies that are looking to capitalize on the bargain bin stuff, bargain bin franchises they have uh, as we begin to capitalize on the 2000s nostalgia, uh, which is kind of a fun thing as someone that grew up in the 2000s is getting the nostalgia pandered to you now. Yeah. Uh, and Jennifer Lopez is going to be producing a Bob the Builder animated <laughs> movie starring Anthony Ramos. Uh, that's incredibly on brand. I think when we were talking about it, we said like Bob the Builder feels like it's going to get a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, that's that's pretty wild. I don't know what a Bob the Builder movie is, but I'm glad it's animated. Uh, oh, it is animated? I thought it was going to be animated, live action. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, it says animated movie at Mattel. Uh, so, you know, good looks there. Ryan Johnson's Knives Out 3 will begin filming this year. Daniel Craig will return as Benoit Blanc. So, turn up. Uh, the Knives Out franchise probably one of my favorite series going on right now. Um, the Glass Onion was super fun, especially with the rewatch. Uh, you pick up on a lot of stuff that you missed. Uh, mm-hmm. Really good just whodunit. Uh, and if you pay attention, you could generally figure it out. Uh, it's really well written. And if you're one of those weirdos that doesn't watch Ryan Johnson stuff uh, because of uh, some space wizard thing, then uh, kick rocks, I guess. But uh, Knives Out 3 should uh, be... Yeah. Who, uh, hitting screens in a couple years. Who would you like to see in the cast of Knives Out 3? Uh, I'd like to see John Cena for sure. Uh, I want to see... I want to see a bit more gritty of a party slash theme. Uh, I, not like so many like rich posh people, obviously, like... There has to be an element of that for the story, but maybe it's something a bit more like grounded. Like he's, yeah, you know, maybe instead of a a eight thousand square foot house, he's in a three thousand square foot house this time. <laughs> uh, just something a bit more, a bit more quaint. Uh, maybe maybe it's a cabin in the woods type situation. Uh, yeah, maybe some. I think it'd be pretty fun to do like some teenagers, uh, kind of thing. And for that, I'd like to see, you know, some Timothy Chalamet, obviously, <laughs> or uh, Andrew Barth Feldman. We're, yeah. we're hitting all the Io, all the variant. Io Dibri. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Allen White yeah. in, in Knives Out. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was trying not to, but like Jeremy <laughs> Allen White, obviously. Uh, so there, it always has a crazy cast. So I'm sure we could expect all of the you know, A-listers in there, but I hope we, we get some of the some of the random people that you're like, oh, it's that, that guy from uh, that one thing. I want to see the guy from Cocaine Bear that did the, uh, with the mustache, the ambulance guy from mm. Cocaine Bear. I want him. The guy that was your favorite uh, influencer actor? Or yeah, yeah, favorite, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, best influencer actor or appearance whatever uh when jj abrams told uh daisy ridley 
uh, understand or when offered Ray, J.J. Abrams told Daisy Ridley, understand the scale. This is a religion for people. Ridley's anxiety was so severe by the time The Last Jedi released that she'd develop holes in her stomach wall. Damn, that is... Uh, that, <laughs> That's hardcore. Yeah, that, that probably makes it sound a lot worse than it... <laughs> yeah. Than it actually, than it actually was, but uh, yeah, I mean... Star Star Wars fans be be crazy, man. And uh Yeah. I'm sure that probably wasn't anything that she that she already knew, but I mean I feel like you probably have to hear it when you're entering. You're like, yeah, like your life uh, like people are people are about to either hate you or 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 they're gonna like you. And not to like beat the dead Wookiee, uh, but like yeah, Star Wars fans are the absolute worst. Uh but that a lot of that comes with it just being such a big fan base um and just you know like a fathered in fan base i guess you could say yeah like it's something that has never lost relevancy uh the times where i feel like star wars is irrelevant is just when i'm like actively trying to avoid it but it is always there it is always in the background churning along uh and there's tons of people that care about it and it's one of those things that if you do it slightly differently than they want, uh, they will let you know. And it's this has become a running theme over decades at this point. With uh, I think it started with uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, there was a lot of people that didn't like uh, that stuff. I don't know. I was I was like negative twenty years old. But uh, what I do know about is the prequels, obviously. Uh, you saw, a, what's the name of the Jar Jar actor? Oh, um, uh, Ahmad Best. Feel, Ahmad Best. He has a super, super iconic name. Shout out Ahmad yeah. Best. Uh, but he had a, a lot of troubles with uh, just dealing with the fan base. And uh, while I think the prequels are looked back a lot more fondly now, uh, mm-hmm. and I think you'll probably see the same thing with the sequels in 10, 15 years, uh, when they are coming out, uh, it is very real for people and they feel the need to say things to the actors for some reason yeah. because they're the face of it, uh, which I never understood with Ahmad Best, especially like he literally was just like a voice in a body yeah, to mocap. Like he wasn't even the face. Uh, and then you saw a bunch with the sequels with the actress that played Ray, uh, pretty fame or not Ray, uh, Rose pretty famously. Uh, definitely a, a problem, but it's it's a problem that it has spanned generations at this point. Uh, yeah. So, like you said, it's probably something that they just have to, um, you know, ingrain into these people that are taking these roles. And also probably confirmation we'll never see any big actors in these roles ever again. Yeah, other than just like bit parts of being st- stormtroopers. Because yeah. that, that, that's just like, oh, you missed... You, you missed uh, uh daniel craig in that one scene in uh, the force awakens because he's a stormtrooper uh there's a lot of talk about big actors and who will be playing kang as it seems from the rumblings uh that they want to move forward with the kang stuff uh just with a recast mm-hmm. and uh the one being thrown around right now is john david washington so Ooh. Son of, son I'd, of Denzel. Uh, yeah. I love that. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that that's a solid one. Uh, John Boyega is another one that uh, people are talking about. And uh, I saw Coleman Domingo, who was just nominated for Oscar um, right. for, I think, I, I'm not sure which movie it was, but um, I remember watching him in uh, Fear the Walking Dead. I think that he uh, he's a very similar energy to uh to jonathan majors and i think that he could uh i think he could do it too but i think that it's really a role that that a lot of people could play yeah i think there's there's a lot of options i i pitched in the past the Takundi uji uh the Mm -hmm. guy that played a high evolutionary i think you could probably like retcon something into uh he's like a kang variant that just never got the tech to go dimensional whatever it is whatever you want to do uh i think you could you could pull that and he's another one that has been able to bring that energy and shown that you know it's pretty decent Mm -hmm. um nothing on the nothing on the vin diesel front uh there was no statement from anyone it seems like that's gonna be another kind of we're gonna just not talk about it for a year and see if people remember kind of thing yeah Uh, we'll see but uh, a lot of people uh talked about john david washington uh was a big missed opportunity to be t'challa and that the not recasting t'challa and changing the movie was more of a emotional uh move than it was like an actual uh move that makes sense and honors uh chadwick boseman's legacy i think you go either way with it but I don't know. It's hard for me to say that because at the time, not recasting did feel like the right move. And now we're getting people say, why didn't they recast? Uh, so it's a lot easier when you're kind of removed from the moment. Uh, but, you know, I think John David Washington would have killed that as well. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But this one, luckily, we don't have to worry about that. It's a pretty clear cut case. This should be a recast and they're going to do it. Uh, looks like Sony is, uh, trying to get ahead of some stuff here. Uh, Dakota Johnson says, uh, it was absolutely psychotic to film Madam Web on with a blue screen quote. I don't know if this is going to be good at all. Love, <laughs> <laughs> love, love that to start off. Um, yeah. <laughs> what a, what a great, uh, what a great quote to say about, uh, your movie that's coming out in like a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it makes me real excited to see it. <laughs> less than that now, but yeah, it was uh, that article was from January twenty seventh from Variety, uh, written by Michaela Z, and just kind of feels like they're very much setting it up uh, to be, hey, this movie uh, kind of a flop. Not sure what the budget is for it but I imagine they're just kind of hoping to recoup losses. And it's really just confusing at this point because we've now had so many failed Spider-Man spinoff projects uh, between Morbius, uh, Madam Web, El Mundo not even making it out of development. Uh, the Venom movies did well. And I think that's the issue. Yeah, <laughs> Those Venom yeah, got, movies doing got too well. high on their own supply for the, the first the first one that they released. Yeah. So they just 
I guess they just didn't realize why Venom even did good. I don't realize why Venom does did good. I think it did really well in international markets for some reason. Like uh, South America loves the turd with the wind line. Like, yeah, they, I don't know. It's just their shit, and uh, maybe they need to lean more into that. And I think that's what they were doing with El Mundo. Now that I think about it, uh, but that unfortunately did not make it past whatever. Uh, test needed to be passed uh there is a headline a a wild headline about jake gyllenhaal i'm not sure if you saw this one but there's an an indie movie movie titled suddenly fell apart after jake gyllenhaal showed erratic behavior including stripping to his underwear and diving into the freezing ocean saying when i see the sea i swim in the sea (laughs) <laughs> and the 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 movie was shut down because of this it fell apart hmm. i i don't understand uh from the sounds of the article he left the project originally to do another movie uh director complain and got him back with a bunch of complaints about how he acted and showed signs uh during the initial media phase so it sounds like he dropped out of the movie and maybe didn't take it all that seriously while he was there. Uh, but, I mean, it's really the director's fault for getting him near the sea. I think he... Yeah, I mean, stayed. it should have been in his contract. If, if, I, if I see the sea, I swim in the sea. Yeah. You should know this. I'm Jake Gyllenhaal. Anybody who knows Jake Gyllenhaal knows that. So that seems if, like, if that he seems sees like the it's a sea, mistake on their part. I'm a swim in the sea. Such a threat. Uh, Killian Murphy will now uh, executive produce uh, 28 years later uh, and could star in the film. Uh, I don't really know anything of this. Uh, so there's that. Chew on that. Yep. Think about that. Uh, Brad Pitt will star in Quentin Tarantino's final movie uh, called The Movie Critic, releasing in theaters 2025. I feel like this is already being tagged so hard with Tarantino's final movie. Uh, I'm interested to see if this is actually his final movie. Seems like the type of guy that wouldn't lie about that, but it's also Santa definitely for 30 years. Definitely. Oh, hey, has he? Yeah. He's like, I'm making 10 movies and then, and then, I, and then oh, I'm done. okay. And so this is his 10th movie. And, okay. I, I believe that then. Yeah. And supposedly it's based off of like, a critic who supposedly like didn't like his earlier movies. So, uh, so, so I'm excited to, I'm excited to see it. It sounds like a fun concept. Uh, and I think that's one of the, one of the few guys that can make a movie like that. I think it'd come off a little pretentious. Uh, if you know, like an M night Shyamalan made a yeah movie called the movie critic. Uh, so, but I think Tarantino's earned that right. Uh, and, really really screams uh like it's probably gonna win an oscar so uh good for brad pitt good for brad pitt who feel like he's you know real real up-and-coming guy that brad pitt yeah we'll see where his career goes yeah uh jim carrey uh, another real up-and-coming actor uh is returning for sonic the hedgehog 3 plus several other actors uh, yep. I haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I did see one. Uh, 
don't know if I finished it. Think I might have blacked out at some point, but uh, I know that they are enjoyed and that they make money, and it seems like they're continuing to make money and will continue to make money. Uh, as yeah. Jim Carrey, yeah. What's on, maybe. What's funny about Jim Carrey signing on to this is uh, I don't know if you remember, but after Sonic Two, uh, he said he retired, and 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 then they offer him Sonic Three, and all of a sudden he unretires. <laughs> well it's obvious it's he's like i'm i'm in a non-sonic retirement like i will only come back to be professor eggman that's yeah the, that's a passion role for <laughs> yeah nobody else nobody else could be mr robotnik yeah exactly uh so it's there's something it could be just likes working with that crew uh it says plus several other actors so maybe some of these people are his friends and he's getting them jobs as well who knows there's a lot of a lot of background stuff in hollywood that a lot of people just don't know about including myself so uh i'm sure there's something that got him to return and want to it's probably money probably a boat yeah, probably a lot of money <laughs> yeah that probably does it so uh that that concludes the news uh as we come into the end of the show as we Go into our no negotiation recommendation. Uh, we decided that we were going to each do one each week, so uh, we'll have something to talk about for the next show, guaranteed. Uh, and we got some big ones. Um, I'm going to be recommending uh, you the Creed franchise. So Creed 1, Creed 2, Creed 3. Uh, Creed 3 obviously has the Kang recast in it, but uh, he kills that. It's honestly kind of sad to watch now because... Uh, just such a such a solid actor but anyways uh, I think out of the three I think Creed 3 is my favorite I think Creed 2 is really good and Creed 1 is also good it's really solid just like sports trilogy but they realize that you can only show a fight so much over and over again like and they they do kind of reinvent the wheel uh, by the time the third one comes around so uh, definitely worth a watch, and I think it's kind of a, a pivotal point in sports movies is uh, Creed Three. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you got good. for me? Um, um, oh, dude, are we each getting each other one? Yeah, yeah. I actually know. I was just giving you the for the theatrics of it all. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I mean, did you did you want Dune? <laughs> Dune. Yes, uh, I will finally be watching Dune. This seems like a good time uh, as we are a month away from Dune 2, possibly yep. the most anticipated movie of the year. And yep. I haven't gotten around to Dune 1. I just got done with a uh, Timothy Charlemagne project, so I'm going to just jump right into another. Uh, Which one did you the- just watch? Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> that was <dumb. laughs> I was like, I, I was still on the, I was still on Creed, and I was like, I was like, I was like, what, what movie is he talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> the movie that we I, just spent twenty five minutes talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would, that would. Anyways, Wonka. Yeah. Uh, but we actually had our first results, even though it's the beginning of February. Uh, we already had. 
one of the rotter tots come out and it's one of yours it was argyle who which you put as a tot uh you put your two tots were argyle and the bob marley biopic uh and unfortunately for you unless uh unless there's a big wave of positive critics looking like you're gonna get a rot here uh as argyle has kind of settled into about a 33 percent uh 34 percent on rotten tomato now so uh big big miss there for you uh but who knows Eh, it probably won't probably won't come back yeah um definitely uh missed the mark on that one um was uh expecting you know the cast the director to uh carry the carry the critic score but uh turns out that uh even if you have a great cast and a great director um sometimes the story just uh just isn't there and that seemed to be what the case was for uh for this movie in a lot of the early early reviews yeah i mean we we haven't gotten a chance to see it but uh we'll go i'll just say uh we'll just quote anusha halves review who uh said too much plot too little wow yeah so i guess there was too little wow but uh we'll have to watch it for ourselves and see or we won't watch it for ourselves and never remember that this movie existed until two years later uh when we were like oh yeah there was that movie our guy yeah it just seems like a netflix like a like a netflix movie that movie that came out a few years ago starring ryan reynolds gal gadot and uh dwayne johnson it really just it just kind of feels like feels like that well it's also like the exact same plot of the lost kingdom Oh yeah, like the exact same plot. The Lost City, the Lost City, uh, the Lost City had Daniel Radcliffe, Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt, oh, uh, yeah, Sandra yeah, Bullock, great. and everyone acts like this movie just didn't happen. I I talk to people and they're just like, "What?" But it's literally a writer that writes about you know this secret agent Lost City thing, and it turns out to be real. And she goes on this adventure, turns into a rom com thing. And this is basically that same thing uh, that was just done a year later and by the critics score worse. Uh, so don't really understand that. But, you know, collective consciousness, it exists. Yeah. But uh, what have you been, you've been watching besides, uh, besides Wonka? Anything, anything new there? Um, so uh, there is a new Donald Glover show on, uh, on TV. I don't know if you know this Ty, but, uh, there's a new show called, uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith that's, uh, starring mm-hmm. Donald Glover. And, uh, I've watched the first two episodes and it's actually really great. Um, it takes the premise that was like the original, uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie movie and kind of like, doesn't really follow the same formula like within the first few minutes you could tell it's kind of it's going to be something different and uh uh it's really great it's uh it's funny it's uh got action in it and um it's got it's got really good writing and uh and directing too nice nice yeah that's uh i have i saw like the i guess just like previews for it trailers for it whatever uh and i was kind of intrigued by it just because i thought the mr and mrs smith uh 
when that came out it was fun but a lot of movies from that era kind of feel very samey uh especially when it comes to that secret agent plot secret agents were so big in the 2000s so 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 big and uh everything kind of got like lost in the mud but it was it was interesting like concept and it's cool that it gets expanded upon here with i think a more creative concept so that's awesome i think i'll i'll probably wait is it like out like full season kind of thing yeah the whole season dropped nice nice. so i think it's like eight episodes out um and uh it's on amazon prime um prime seems to be like the home to like it seems to be like a lot of action series on there lately there's like um there's like a show with uh the dude from game the dude from game of thrones um like last year and then there was like that jack ryan show with john krasinski and then uh i watched reacher with uh alan rickson and uh he's the dude that played like thad castle in uh blue mountain state but uh yeah, yeah. He, like it th- those like the reacher the first season was good the second season was was good for the most part but then like there's just like some just totally out there like totally unrealistic things (laughs) that that happen in specifically the finale of uh of season two but uh yeah for the for the most part i think amazon amazon is, is a pretty solid uh studio and uh they did a good job making this show with Donald Glover that I feel like it it I feel like it does feel like it does have some of the Donald Glover like uh like kind of let him uh let Donald cook a little bit you know like let him let him improv a little bit but uh I thought the real the writing was really solid on it should we uh did you watch the finale of Percy Jackson yeah I did should we should we save that for next week or should we kind of just uh yeah bring we can that, save that. We okay, say we'll that save that. Next week. Yeah, so uh, Percy Jackson wrapped up. I watched that. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, and then I was, I've was i been watching... Uh, I haven't seen the latest episode of The Challenge. I did catch up on The Traitors. Uh, so a few reality things. I've been super busy this week, but i um, been trying to find some time uh, to get that done. I think I'll probably watch Dune tonight to make sure I get that done uh, before our next recording session. So um, yeah, I got a few things to kind of catch up on uh you you're watching this season of the challenge right how are you yeah. how are you liking it now that now that we're in uh what is it control or conquest 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 yeah um the the season the season's definitely had its had its ups and downs i feel like the like the, there's there is such an aggravating storyline in the season i feel like to me that's just like the whole uh michelle like michelle and jay being essentially being like mom and dad to like to everyone in the house and being like if you go against me like like if you go against me then we're all against you (laughs) yeah yeah no and i think yeah i think it did get perpetuated by the fact that no one went home for like five weeks yeah like the the show if you guys don't watch it like someone's it's it's like survivor Someone's supposed to go home every week, uh, but yeah. the f- because of the format, if they beat like a champ, then they don't have to go home, and they just kept beating the champs because they kept giving them terrible eliminations, uh, and like, just no one went home, so it kind of just became super clicky, extremely yeah. clicky, and uh, 
then they realized, oh, we haven't sent anyone home in five weeks. Now we have to send someone home from the daily, and then we got to <laughs> send someone home again at the end. So it's two people going home each episode. Pretty solid TV, but just sucks that it took this long to get here. Yeah. It was like episode 15, and it was like eight people have been eliminated. And it was like, right. It was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? And how many people are going to run this final? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll find out. Uh, season 40 is. Uh, the big one coming up, uh, and I know there's calls going out for that. Probably going to see the um, Saucy T drop a, drop a season 40 reference when he came in, uh, which isn't like them. They don't normally say, see on 40 or whatever, mm. or I got to get ready for 40. Like They don't, don't <laughs> generally do that, but CT obviously knows his ticket is, is already punched. And yeah. uh, from what I've heard, there's... You know, probably going to get Bananas and Kara back and all of these uh, legends. So should be a change of pace from this season where it's just nobody that you know, uh, which yeah. I think does make some sense if you're saving some money for 40 uh, and you want to just build up like a newer era. Uh, but I agree with you. I think the the Jay, I don't like Jay. I think it's a little bit of a... Especially, especially in the last like three episodes or like two or three episodes when he's just like, he's just like throws like a pout anytime and like the freaking list that he's got going. He, every, every time he like, uh, he's just got like, I guess, uh, like you've only seen a couple episodes of conquest, but like he just writes out lists. He's like, this is, he's like, this is how, this is what, what it's gotta be. It's like got his notebook full of just like every combination of names. (laughs) Yeah. The last one I watched is like one of his friends goes home. (laughs) <laughs> and Kylan, who has been thrown in multiple times and has like one to stay in, apparently laughs at some point, and that's taken as like this this I don't know declaration of him being the most human garbage that has ever existed because he's laughing while uh the guy's sad about going home. It's like, it's a reality <laughs> TV show guy. Like, yeah, he doesn't know him. He doesn't care. Why does yeah. he need to care? When yeah, Jay literally like laughs at like, there's like that one time where, uh, J- like Jay thought that he won a challenge and he's like, I look over at Kylan and he's like, ah, shit. And it was like, he's just like, like completely just like, it's very, uh, he's very like, I, I don't know, like narcissistic and very, yeah. very, uh, I, don't, I can't think of the word right now. The thing that bothers me about it is not that he is. Cause I like a lot of those guys on the, yeah. on the show. Uh, my favorite characters on that show are like bananas, Jordan, uh, like those guys. But the difference between those guys is like, they'll, they'll talk at anybody. Jay, yeah. it feels like is only talking this way because those guys aren't here. Yeah. Like he was he was a whole lot different when Jordan was fucking in his face that one uh like the season before on Ryder Dies. He was so much different. But now when it's like people that he views himself as above or more veteran than, uh he talks so much differently. And it's just yeah. like, Okay, man, okay, man. Interesting. Yeah. But uh we'll we'll definitely do a little wrap up, maybe try to get uh someone from the show uh in for an interview. I think we can maybe get a couple of them who knows yeah Uh, i'm sure sure one of them will give us the time of day uh but uh we'll go through that 
Uh, so if you're interested in the challenge or any reality TV show stuff, feel free to leave a comment below. Uh, let us know to talk about it more because uh, I'll be watching a lot of that stuff. Uh, so thank you all for tuning into this episode and we will see you next time for a better improved every episode version of the variant cast takes away Trent. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, leave a like if you've made it this far, leave a comment, subscribe, um, join us next week. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the Creed franchise and, uh, maybe, maybe have some, maybe talk some Super Bowl, some Super Bowl commercials or something too. Super Bowl and Dune. Let's do it. Well, I actually probably one more week for the Super Bowl commercials, even though they do release them early. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Thanks for watching everyone. Yeah. Deuces. Peace.